This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Beautiful, beautiful screamers, and welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 265, and tonight we are kicking off season 10 of Scream Queens. That's right, it is the 10th year, so tonight we are celebrating by giving you a little taste of something new. You're getting a taste of a spin-off show that I'm about to start over on Patreon. A little something called Sometimes Uncle Lewis Does Dreadful Things, which is my tribute to Friday the 13th, the series, because in addition to this being the season 10 kickoff, it is also the Friday the 13th Spectacular about we'll come back to that in a minute because please 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 allow me to introduce myself my name is patrick walsh and for the past 10 years twice a month every month i am your guide through the weird and wonderful world of horror movies but you have to see them through my very 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 gay little eyes now i know this episode is late patrick you took the whole summer off how could this episode be late well i have got one hell of a sinus infection. It is sucking all of my energy and is with the last possible minute and like staring at the screen to do editing is making my eyes water right now. I'm crying for you, but don't cry for me, Argentina. No sorry, Bob, because we still got a great show lined up for you. But as a result, we're going to kind of skip to the goods right away because, hey, cause come on, you've been waiting long enough as it is, right? You've been waiting all summer for this episode and now you had a Friday the 13th spectacular promise to you. And now it's days after, and you still haven't gotten it? Come on, let's just get to the chase, Patrick. Let's do this. Now, for those of you who are going, what are you talking about? What is this Friday the 13th Spectacular? Well, basically, since I'm very, very old, I got to see all the Friday the 13th movies in the theater. And so every time a Friday the 13th pops up on the calendar, I do a whole episode dedicated to the next movie in the series. But the thing is, a long time ago, I ran out of movies. I've been doing this for a long time, kids. There's only so many movies you can talk about. So we've ventured into movies that were produced or starred or written by people from the Friday the 13th series. But today, we are taking a little detour and going into Friday the 13th, the series. And, you know, and since Friday the 13th has come and gone on the calendar, here, ladies and gentlemen, is your much belated Friday the 13th spectacular... Now, those of you who are new are probably wondering, what the fuck does circus music have to do with Friday the 13th? You know what? Absolutely nothing. But it's my spectacular, and I will play whatever the F I want. And since my eyes are already weeping down the sides of my face, trying to record this, we're just going to cut right to the chase. We're going to bring on my special guests, my co-hosts for this brand new spinoff show, Trey Dean and Maya Murphy. And we are going to give you a sneak peek of what's going to be coming for the people at Patreon, because I'm sure you're going to love 
Sometimes Uncle Lewis does dreadful things, but it's going to be a Patreon perk from here on out. And we'll have details on how you become a patron after the show. So sit back, don't relax, and enjoy. Sometimes Uncle Lewis does dreadful things. Welcome, 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 one and all, to my most curious of curio shops. I am your proprietor, Patrick Walsh, your Jack Marshack for the evening. In October 1987, a TV show premiered. A TV show that was going to obsess and tantalize us for 22 years now, and... I've decided that we'll be meeting here once a month at my most curious of curio shops that I have opened in honor of this TV show to discuss one by one every episode of this series until it is complete. Yes, I'm talking about Friday the 13th, the series. Moo-ha-ha-ha-ha, moo-hoo-ha-ha, moo-hoo-ha-ha-ha. And since it's no fun to run a haunted, cursed curio shop by yourself, I have two helpers on hand, so it is a thrill to introduce to you my Ryan and Mickey, Trading and Maya Mermaid! Hey Patrick, how you doing? Hi, how's everyone? Hi everybody, I'll let you guys find out which one you are. <laughs> I'm not going to assign gender roles to you because that's just rude. I mean, in generals in the 80s are also complicated, and I don't think I can make my hair do that, so we have to, we have to look at it. Uh, Roby does carry a lot of responsibility with her. So, yes, so welcome, everybody. This is the first episode. This is the first trying, trying this out. We're going to see how this goes, and I think we're going to have some fun. Cause this I show, think we're going to have some fun, too. So It'll here's the thing. Here's the thing, you guys. Now, Trey Dean and I, you know Trey Dean from Scream Queens and everything. You know my from Scream Queens. You know, Trey, you know Trey Dean longer. So he is quite familiar with the show. Maya has never seen it before. I've oh. never seen it before, and I don't know what Patrick is dragging me on, so we're going to see what happens. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a journey. It's going to be a fun, oh, fun journey. There's so many surprises in store because as low budget as this mo- this show is and how janky it is, it goes to some really dark places sometimes, and I think a lot of it will have, a, in a modern perspective, we'll have a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah. And if nothing else, we can make fun of the clothes because, girl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the clothes and the hair. In one episode. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. But what are we talking about? We're, of course, talking about Friday the 13th, the series. And we are talking about the pilot episode. And we are going to try to get together once a month to release an episode to you on the 13th. Because, honestly, why wait for Friday? Exactly. Uh-huh. And we'll do that as long as we can. Maybe people come. Maybe people go. Whatever. We'll be flexible. We're flexible here at... I, I told you Janky not to ass talk goods. about that. <laughs> <laughs> what? The pilot episode is called The Inheritance. And they managed to pack a lot of business into one episode. They had a lot to set up. They have to set up the backstory. They have to set up your main three characters. And you have to also get some cursing going on. For a 47-minute show, they packed a lot of business in there. 
by the time they started going after the doll, I thought the show's almost over. Or this is going to be a two-parter, but they got everything yeah, done in one episode. Yeah, the timing was interesting for a pilot episode. Uh, mm. Like, I, I was looking at it, and I, I don't know, more of a movie structure, like, all right, if this third, that third, that third, and it was... I don't know. They, I think they actually did a really nice job of setting up a way they could serialize it. I agree. So what's going on here? When we first opened the show, we meet Uncle Lewis from the title of the show in the midst uh, of... I wrote well, down Budget Brian Cranston. Yeah, that's RJ, <laughs> he, he's got RG, RG Armstrong. He pops up in genre stuff a lot. He's never very good, but I think he worked cheap. He was in Children no, of the Corn. He was like, he wasn't present in the moment. It was like... He had learned his lines this way, and he was going to say them this way, no matter what. And it was like, that's how oh, he rolls. Buddy. That's how he rolls. That's how he do. That's what he do. <laughs> and bless his heart. You know, I mean, good for him. Hey, it's Canada. Okay? You do it. <laughs> and I've got. And he's probably like, wait, what am I doing? I have what with what, and I did what to who's? And, wh- and he's okay, mad about it. No, yeah, he's mad. Yeah, I, I just don't get his whole thing, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Well, we'll talk about it now because what's oh. his thing? We're right here, we're right here at the top. By- he's not going to be in the rest of the show. So, so <laughs> he has this shop that I guess he has cursed goods, but he doesn't want to sell them. He's holding on to them. We're given some ex- explanation for his background, but it doesn't match what he does when we first see him. Mai's making faces, so I think she's got something to say. Oh, well, they they do explain that. He had made a deal with the devil. He did have these cursed objects, and he was sending the curses out to their new homes. But he dies as a result of no longer peddling the devil's wares. Yeah. Okay, I he, guess that's right. Yeah. He double, he double dealed the devil, and it didn't work. Never works. Actually, the single deal with the devil never works either, as you learn from the show. Because one of the things they only touched on in the show is that once these items have been cursed... The curse can't be broken, and the items can't be destroyed. So it's not like that mm. episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> no. There's no, an episode don't... of Rick and Morty where um, one of the main characters is literally working at a pawn shop with the devil, but oh, yeah. her like <laughs> super science grandpa finds out how to remove curses, and they do it for a steep price. That's... I had no idea they did it for the 13th the series episode. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen all of Rick and Morty. Is it season three? Season two? Hmm. I thought Maybe I saw all those. Well, I'll just have to watch them all again anyway because they oh, go by no. so, so fast you can't you. hold on everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, so so Uncle Uncle Lewis has made a deal with the devil that he's going to – well, what we find out later is that part of it was for eternal youth. I was like – That didn't work. You well, it wasn't eternal youth. It was just immortality. It was Immorta- – Oh, you're die. right. You're right. It's immortality, but still you – this young and this pretty. Uh, but it was also he's going to be very wealthy. And if he was very wealthy, where would all the money go? All he left to is – Nieces, nephews, uh, uh, assorted yeah, uh, kin was a pawn shop. Like, where's or an antique shop? Excuse me, but like, wouldn't there be more wealth with the wealth? He wasn't very good at what he did. Uh, he was dealing in Everybody. devil dollars, which doesn't really work in Canada. <laughs> oh, you can't redeem them at the end of the game. <laughs> All the tariffs, the tariffs have affected <laughs> satanic <laughs> tariffs well. on devil dollars. <laughs> they don't handle those devil doolers up there. No, sir, no, they don't. No, they don't. I'm sorry. No, I've been no. busting on. It's been a Canada movie week. Like I've done like three podcasts about Canadian movies, so I'm stuck in Canada, and I'm just loving it. I love it up here. It's nice. I'm going to stay here. The My people are Canada. nice, and the weather is cold. But uh... mm-hmm. they have a couple of good musicals about them. Anyway, not the point right now. We have we have digressed <laughs> already. Still, so, yes, but like as Maya said, he has reneged on his deal, and the devil 
is not having it and kills his ass by dropping him down the elevator shaft, which somehow okay, goes directly to hell I want to talk now. about the sequence that leads up to throwing him down the elevator shaft to hell. Because there's ghosts of objects. There's the ghost of a radio. Uh-huh. And he's like, holy shit, it's a radio. No, don't come get me. And then that radio's coming ghost, back, honey. <laughs> there's a ghost of a crucifix, and he tries to grab the crucifix ghost. God. And it burns his hand. <laughs> There's a cursed crucifix. That is really funny. But it's not even (laughs) present. It's the ghost of a cursed crucifix. We got layers on layers here. But if there is a ghost of a cursed crucifix and it all came out in there, all those other things are in there, that means there is a cursed cursed crucifix in there. Somewhere around the world. Uh, And then then when they do throw it, when the devil does get him down the elevator shaft, we see the literal fires of hell and it's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. The whole thing looks like a video game cutscene. The special oh, totally. effects are, are well. That's the thing. Right. That's the whole thing. That and they got an Emmy for this. They got an Emmy nomination for the special effects, and they're just so of the time. They're so, they ab- so even at, you know, even the at the time they were bad because the first time I saw this was actually not this episode, but the following episode, Poison Pen. Ooh. And there is some animation in that that Maya, you're gonna be like. I look forward to it. Why did you even try? But I also I want to talk about the opening shot being the most 80s thing I have ever seen. It's a crane shot outdoors, like in an alley during a thunderstorm. It opened like half the movies of my childhood. It was just like they were digging the bottom of the barrel of all these 80s tropes and they were trying to stick them together and going. And hey, Mickey was playing. Hey, Mickey. <laughs> Which actually would have been appropriate. Which would have been very appropriate for me. I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah, but what we did forget is that before he goes down the elevator shaft, he's got one last bunch of customers that come in, and oh boy, are they pains in the asses. Oh, the family. I I think, yeah, family comes in with their little the with the little girl, and the little girl is played by Sarah Pauly, Academy Award nominee. She Sarah was really good in this. She was good in this. She was good. She wasn't doing the child actor thing of just having a blank face. Like, she was present and interacting (laughs) with other people, and I liked it. That's because she's really evil. I, think. I mean, there's nothing really... wrong with that for me. No, not at all, because we're all evil. I got that. No, I love. I appreciate. That. Like, she's making, she's making, she's making, she's giving Patty McCormick realness from Bad Seed Ooh. at a certain point, oh, yeah. but she's like really enjoying being bad. Mary, you really should listen to your mother. She's not my mother. Her real mother's dead. Are you going to let her stand here and talk to me like this? Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, gets some drama. In a couple of other scenes, she gets some dramatic moves. Yeah, but you've got the, the thing with this series is, of course, because it is TV and they have to move the story along, the things are usually drawn in really broad strokes. Really broad strokes, but like the laziest writing. Uh, because mm. it turns out the woman who comes in is not the little girl's bio mom. She's no. the new mom because bio mom died. And new moms are always bad. Always bad, even though it's obvious that new mom is like trying. And the girl goes, she's not my mother. And then after I wrote that, I wrote, you're not my dad. Like, <laughs> it was just the, all these phrases you've heard before. Because they just didn't have time to write the characters more in depth, I guess. No, but, and they probably didn't have a lot of time or a big budget either. So you know, No. Or if this was so even going to fly. like, don't touch anything. The little girl's like, I will touch everything. <laughs> no, and then the shop owner was, was like, she... don't touch that. <laughs> 
she walked over to the toys and is looking at her mom going, I'm playing with this, with that face on. Like, before anything evil happens, she's like, I'm going to play with this carrot. She was always evil before she got Oh, look, a music box. Mommy, this looks expensive. Bang, 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 bang. Uncle Lewis is sitting there. He's like, he knows the stuff is cursed, so he goes downstairs. Right, these people came in to get out of the storm, basically, is what happened. So Yeah, and also the mother... She reminded me so much of Mink Stole from Serial Mom. Ooh, with I the love hair. Mink Stole. I'm a divorced woman. Please help me. <laughs> the scene later where she's wearing the denim shirt that's all bedazzled and her oh, hair is oh, kind of crazy. Oh, oh, spoiler. That's okay. my fashion choice. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot we'll of get into that because that whole outfit we'll is amazing. Yeah, we have <laughs> to talk head about toe. that. It is a head to toe look. But she reminded me of Mink Stole. And yeah, the little girl just is touching everything. The guy says... The devil comes out the, the radio on. <laughs> and she finds this video might have killed the radio star, but the radio star killed Uncle Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> the radio ghost. <laughs> so now we flash forward to the future. And oh, man, we get to meet Mickey, played by the infamous Roby. She's I don't remember her character being this. Wait, wait, we're skipping we're skipping the first death in the show. We can't oh, we can't right. flash forward yet. We have to yeah. the little girl yes. steals the doll. She right. Oh, that's right. She does steal she a doll. I forgot that doll. she stole it a doll. Runs I thought they the came... and it's still raining, but this antique shop is right next to a car mechanic for reasons. And these like adult, I mean young adult, but adult men try to be like, "Hey, what's up with you? Where's your parents? Why are you outside?" And she's like, "I don't like you." And her doll like tries to kill them. <laughs> Where's your parents? This is no place for a little girl like you. You better leave us alone. You have a smart little mouth, too. Go away. You can have anything you want, Mary. No, kills one. Slits one's throat. Slits one's throat. <laughs> slits someone's throat with her razor-sharp doll. And doll hands. fingies. Fingies. <laughs> it's a technical Because well, well, the, the doll has started talking to her, which is great. Hello, Barry. My name is Vita. You can talk. I can do a lot of things. And so can you. We're going to be the best friends. You can do anything and more. <laughs> it's aspirational. And I just love that the doll has, the doll has got dramatic eyebrows. Oh, big Elvira eyebrows. Yeah. Love, I was like, the obviously it's evil. evil. Yeah, obviously. Well, but what I loved about those two guys is one of them comes up like, are you okay? She goes, my mom told me not to talk to strangers. And he goes, oh, you got a smart mouth, kid. Yeah, like, you got a smart mouth. That's not a weird thing to hear saying to a child. That's no. It, no, no. And then, so the guy gets his throat slit and we never hear about it ever again. There's no, it's totally fine. The girl comes back in and they put the doll back in the shop. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, and then they, they, they fuck off, and then we get the titles to the show? No, we Yeah, well, then Uncle Lewis beginning. dies, then whatever Uncle happens. Dies. And, yeah. and it's commercial. Commercial break. But then we think about products that we'd like to buy for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's back to the show. <laughs> so then we flash forward, and we get to meet Mickey and Ryan, who are you know the, the niece and nephew of Uncle Lewis, though far distant. They okay, haven't met I've, each other yet. But I've they're the inheritance. They're the, uh, they've received the legacy. Okay, here's the thing. They're cousins. They've never met. They don't mm-hmm. ever talk about shared family connections. Mm-hmm. And then they, he didn't even give them this as an inheritance. They were like a probate, and they're the only ones left who could receive it. So what's their family like? What's the whole family tree? Uh, I'd say it's a little messed up because he definitely <laughs> kind of hits on her when they first meet, and it's gross. I'm your cousin, Mickey. How do you do? 
Michelle Foster? <laughs> Michelle? Jeez. I, I... I thought the telegram said Michael Foster. I was expecting a guy. Uh, forgive me, please. So, sure does change things. Not really. Oh, oh yeah. welcome to the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. Oh, no! Yeah. There's always, the, no, it's always a vibe that you're going, did the writers forget that they're related, even though it's by marriage? Is it? It's by marriage. Do, That's okay, determined later. That's determined later. I, che I okay. checked the IMDb beforehand okay. to make okay. sure that, they, that that somebody at some point somebody's like, we can't let this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Edgar Allan Poe married his cousin, so, so it's yeah. fine. And she was like 11, so whatever, it works. She was, okay, she was 14, and it was. Oh, okay, late. that's better. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Now she can make Lewis rational choices. <laughs> Well, actually, actually, no, I can't, I can't shit on Poe. He was trying to save her from a bad situation, and he just married her to keep her out of the shitty marriage market. So, like, Poe's fine. Not for anyone else, though. All right. Okay. All right. All right. As Leslie the, uh, Jordan would say. You also have to remember this is the pilot episode, so they're still feeling out the character. She is extremely uptight, and oh. the women's fashion choices this, in this I realize are a reflection of the time, but the word that kept coming into my head was voluminous oh, oh yes. there's an entire can of aquanet going on in her hair and it is well, glorious welcome it's to roby welcome to the world of roby <laughs> that whole show is like it's a whole series about how her hair can change from shot to shot her hair and this, is was, amazing this was fairly tame her, her eyeshadow goes like into her hairline it's the <laughs> biggest 80sest makeup well her hair is whiter than her shoulders a lot of times yeah yeah i mean her shoulders and her with your teensy <laughs> I was talking about clothes. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and honestly, I I don't think she ever wore a bra in this episode. I didn't, oh, I didn't see one. That's my other fashion choice, which we'll come back to later. We'll, yeah. we'll circle back around. Yeah, because she's in, in like long blousy things, and she's <laughs> trying to be like all like fa 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 fa, which she carries a bit of every now later on in the series. But part of that's just her. Because she's got that strange, geographically untraceable accent that's kind of fancy. Oh, yeah. She kept dropping a weird vowel or two. And I was like, where are you? Yeah. Are you Danish? Like, what's happening? <laughs> well, when she first meets Ryan, she's like, you're Ryan. Ryan, what's his last name? And she just. Dolier. She's the Dolier. And it's Dolier or something like that. But all the last names in this oh, are weird it's, except it's hers. De Lion. His last name is Delion. And she's like, Delion. Delion. De De yeah. Oh, you must be Ryan Delion. Don't tell me. You're Ryan Delion. Yeah. That's me. Ryan the Lion. Ryan the Lion. Uh, so 80s. Ryan. And Ryan never wore, always wore shorts, always wore shirts tucked in. Uh -huh. Maybe a sports jacket thrown over it. Uh huh. Occasionally wore socks. Maybe once in a while. His looks actually dead on. Oh, the skinny tie with the button up in the shorts was egregious. Okay, there's that. Yeah. Egregious. <laughs> oh. Oh. I forgot about that when they reopened the show. I was just talking about this particular scene. He's just in like surfer shorts on a purple t-shirt. He looks actually respectably 80s without looking ridiculous. I'm like, you right. look, all right. Yeah, Although the character's awful. Ridiculous. The first thing he does is try to, she goes to the shop and of course it's closed and it seems there's nobody None of the lights are on. But the door is open, but there's candles lit. So she's walking around. He jumps out with a mask and scares her and she hits him in the head with the face. And I was like, good, you're going to make up for three years of this bullshit right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a pain in my ass. I don't like Ryan. <laughs> well, also, the, the taxi drops her off right there. Like, she's going to stay there. She has her bags with her. She's struggling with her baggage. I'm like, didn't you check into a hotel? Guess not. Well, there is a residence upstairs, but we haven't seen that yet. So, 
Does she know that? I don't know. <laughs> I assume that you know something about the property. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> don't but ask yeah. these questions. But no, it's just, yeah. So there's a lot of time exploring this. They have to have their meet cute. And she's just so uptight and such a little priss. I, I didn't yeah, like her at all. She wants to sell. He wants to keep the place. I don't know why she just can't sell her half to him. Right? right. That's that's what I was thinking. Like, this obviously isn't a life that appeals to her because she has her douchebag lawyer fiance. Oh, we got to talk about Who him. we never hear from again. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> I was looking forward to more time with him. So sad. But they're engaged. With, with, with Lloyd. With Lloyd. I think she might talk about him or something, but I don't recall him ever coming back. And when he's in there, he's, he's like, maybe I could sue Ryan and, and get some litigation practice. Oh, yeah, get some litigation experience. Like, that's not, that's not how that works, buddy. <laughs> yeah, huh. And also, family. Hi, new family? Haven't met yet? Let's sue them as a Let's meeting. That's a good them. idea. That's, that's a great yeah. idea. <laughs> I, I'm cutting my eyes at you, which works really well I on an audio that. podcast. Um, what else do I got here? I love the doll's name is Vita, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, is is that going to come into play? Why is her name Life? Why is her name Italian? Because um, she's a Vita. I just made her a Vita. <laughs> I want to tell the people. <laughs> I had to let it In your playroom. You can do everything. That you should have more cookies. <laughs> <laughs> We've jumped. But there's a whole thing where them just, they explore a lot. You know, they, they find the vault, but they don't know what it is. And Mickey gets locked in there because she's the girl and, you know, has two, 10 seconds of being scared. And, and the, the, the doll the, moves when she's in there and she's all like, ah! And Ryan, like, falls And the radio's down, like, like, I'm a radio. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but as Mickey or Ryan, like, falls down, grabs the very base of a banister and it just kind of twists in their hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, uh... When they get out of the basement, she trips and falls, twists the banister, and it opens a secret panel in the ceiling. And that's where the actual records of the sold items uh, was hidden. Which, Which means that old man was climbing up in the ceiling every night to put that book away. Uh, how many people did we sell cursed objects to? That's not too bad. Although, oh. oh, in the midst of this, they f- they're in the garage. And they mm. find like an old Rolls, Rolls Royce, whatever it is. And he's like... Where would my lady care to go? She's like, home, James. And don't spare the horses. She gets in the back seat of the car, and a cat is literally hurled in her face. (laughs) 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 And she gets pissed at Wait, does the cat come back? Do we see the cat? No, that cat doesn't jump through the window. It is thrown in her face. (laughs) Have you seen that video? Either one of you. I want to say it's from Funny or Die. It's a video about the guy whose job it is to throw cats at people in horror movies. It's very <laughs> oh, funny. No. It's very funny. He's like, yeah, that was a good one. That was a good that one. That cat is. flew. That cat had some aerodynamic Yes. Yeah. That's, that's funny. <laughs> oh, but um, then she's terrified of the cat, and he makes a joke about her dying as a result Because it was of, black. It was a black cat. It was black, yeah. Because it didn't cross your... It's bad luck when it crosses your path when it's thrown in your when face. When it's thrown you're at die. you, it's now technically <laughs> crossed your path. Her reaction is so over the top. She's just like storms out in a huff. Man, well, she had some voluminous garments on. You get cat claws in there, none of that's coming out. She's going to tangle up on all of itself. It'd be terrible. Layers upon layers. The poor poor thing. Leave leave Mickey alone. Leave her alone. So then they're deciding to just keep the store open and sell all the stuff. Yeah, they're doing a fire sale. Come buy your weird old stuff. And they're going to split the money, I assume? I don't know. I assume property. we never get that far because, that, well, yeah, they're like, okay, fine, fine. We'll just sell everything. He, well, actually, it ends with Ryan saying, there is no way in hell I'm going to sell anything in this store. Ryan, this might come as a great shock to you, but I don't want this store. 
I came here to sell everything off. Sell it? This has been given to us as a sacred trust. Passed down from generation oh, to generation. Cut the crap, Ryan. We didn't even know Uncle Lewis. Thank God for that. Okay. What if I don't want to sell? Ryan, we're selling. Over my dead body. Smash cut to the immediate fire sale of everything in Curious Goods. Sorry, Ryan. Try again next time. Next time. Well, and then and we then cut to them selling everything in the store. Going out of business store and my OCD went nuts because their fire sale sign was crooked. <laughs> they like, don't seem noticeably like on a diagonal, or... like not not a fancy diagonal, but just like crooked. But like, obviously. <laughs> but then also, okay, so the, the guy who was the father from the beginning comes in to buy the doll for his daughter. And he mentions that they were there six months earlier. Yes. So I'm guessing it's been a six month time gap. From when Lewis was killed to when the kid, Mickey and Ryan show up, I guess. Yeah, because probate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Makes sense. yeah. Legal yeah. stuff takes forever. But mm. so he has to buy the doll for his daughter. Yeah. So he shows up to buy the doll for that daughter finally, because I guess whatever mom's back is turned, stepmom's back is turned. Stepmom, like, not yeah. my mom. <laughs> this is going to get really better later on. This is working out better than I planned, but you don't know that yet. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, "Do you have a doll with a mouth, a little doll with a mouth that moves like a puppet?" And has evil eyebrows. And, and it's evil eyebrows. <laughs> and has Joe Crawford eyebrows. <laughs> and really, really sharp fingers. <laughs> Super sharp fingers, fingers, but also like we never fully decide on the powers of the doll. Like no, we it don't. can we don't. talk. It has sharp fingers. It, we don't. Uh, telekinetic. It's telekinetic. It can control the weather. It can control, it control the, weather. the weather. It can control playground equipment. It's pyrokinetic. It makes fire. Also, <laughs> they get a lot better with that as the series goes on. Oh, good. But you're right. It is complete. It is a non-specified. Well, it's, it's just like Annabelle. Annabelle's like, I don't do anything. I just lay here. Oh, oh I this didn't watch Annabelle. Stuff. I just watched oh, the, the Conjuring. I've only seen Annabelle light. <laughs> It, they're just like it doesn't do anything. It literally does nothing. The doll does no, yeah, it does nothing. nothing Everyone, <laughs> I want to see a doll run around and kill people, and it doesn't do any of that. Oh man! Yeah, but it doesn't have any specified powers on it. We're not talking about Annabelle. This is not the Annabelle cast. But no, it's not. Mickey's like, no, we can't sell that doll. I saw something scary in the. I mean, it's not for sale. I'm sorry, yeah. it's not. It's not for sale. I can't do it. I have, at some point, I'm gonna have to learn to do a Roby impression. <laughs> <laughs> Can write it out. I just have to listen to her cover of One Night in Bangkok over and over again. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. That's a terrible. That was the first version I heard of that song. I heard it long before the actual version. I was like, hey, they're ripping off that part of the 13th girl. And we're off topic again. And you know what? Since we're already on a tangent, we're going to stay on one. So I'm going to let Trey and Maya tend to themselves for a little bit. We're just going to sit here and dish. They have got plenty to gossip about, but we need to talk. Because something that I've learned, that I've discovered... So I've suddenly found myself proprietor of this small, out-of-the-way, second-hand, slightly cursed gift boutique that you never know who's just going to pop by. You know, they might come by for a chat or maybe to shop or maybe to use your restroom without actually buying anything. Use your restroom without buying anything and then use all the toilet paper and leave the seat up. I know what you did, Manuel Canary. Okay, I saw you. Okay, just because you had on one of those Golden Girls wigs from your show. I was not fooled. And the skid marks, that's just, anyway, we're not talking about it, but you'll never believe who popped by just this morning. No, not him. Nope, not her either. Okay, fine, I'll tell you. Ron Perlman. Yes, yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. He came by to talk about his take on the whole Friday the 13th series, particularly The Inheritance. 
What, you didn't think we know each other? Of course we do. Please, let's just sit back and think about that time that Ron Perlman just popped by the door. The door's opening, jingle, jingle, and there's Ron. And I think he said something like this. Such props when he translated his Friday the 13th movies to television. Instead of the bloody killer Jason, Mancuso returned to the classic elements of horror, mystery, suspense, the struggle between good and evil. He also tossed in a sexy heroine, Mickey Foster, played by the lovely actress Roby. You'll meet her later. Now, of course, right now, I'm ready to die with excitement. The man just said, I'm going to meet Roby later. I mean, I've already met her at Horrorhound Weekend, but to think maybe having a one-on-one chat with her right here in my lovely, slightly dusty, secondhand, slightly cursed, used goods shop, that would be something. It might even make me forget about the crusty toilet bowl that Manuel Canary left behind. Maybe. Maybe just for a minute. Although I was excited, I was also getting a little, well, I don't know, a little disturbed. There was something about the way he said, and he also remembered through in a sexy heroine. Her name's Roby. You'll meet her later. Okay, who are you? Are you her pimp? Wait, what, what, what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Am I not worthy of seeing Roby right now? Is that the thing? Am I not presentable enough to Roby? Well, that is just rude, sir. That is extremely rude, Mr. Perlman. Then. It's also extremely rude that even though you're talking to me, you don't seem to be actually seeking any sort of response from me. And it's kind of like a not even here and you're reading from some kind of teleprompter somewhere. Of course, it's probably just my imagination. So why don't we just let the man talk? I mean, far be it from me to throw out, well, the only man that's been alone in my presence in far too long. All right, I'm desperate. I'm desperate and curious. Good. Shut up. Ron's talking. This pilot episode is called The Inheritance. Mickey and her wisecracking cousin Ryan inherited a dilapidated antique shop. Immediately, they sell off every object in the place. You'll see the chilling consequence of their actions in this very first episode of Friday the 13th, the series, a channel where you may know me as Vincent, the Beast, in Beauty and the Beast. You'll see that pilot episode tomorrow. Okay, hold on a minute. Ron? Ron? Who died and left you my events coordinator? Because he seems to be lining up all these pilots for me to be watching. Look, I have my own pilot to be working on. I'm working on a pilot right now. You're very bossy. And I, I don't know, there's just something about you today. It's just, you don't seem yourself. It's, you just seem very bland. You're a very charismatic actor, but you're just all blank and... And, and seemingly uncomfortable. Where is that weird, incongruous, jaunty music coming from? Is somebody playing some kind of video game in the background? What's happening? You know, so, and plus, I don't really appreciate being talked down to. Please don't need to mansplain Friday the 13th the series to me. I understand what the concept of the show was. And I also know about the pilot episode called The Inheritance because I'm totally talking about it right now with my own guests on my own pilot. Okay, so you can just take a step back, Vincent. No, 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 don't leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. What? It suddenly did. Okay, it just suddenly dawned on me. I think maybe old Vincent, Mr. Perlman here, might have a little crush on Roby. I think maybe it's a little uncomfortable to see her in this interview that she's going to do right now. Which is weird because she just kind of popped up on a screen next to him. I, 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 don't, I don't know, is a Siri thing? I, I really don't know what's happening, but it's fabulous. Whatever it is, it's fabulous. Just go with me. 
Well, the beauty in today's premiere episode of Friday the 13th, the series, is Mickey Foster, portrayed by actress Louise Ann Roby, or simply Roby, as her credit appears. Recently, Roby told us that in the beginning, Mickey was a bit of a snob. The pilot was interesting because she got thrown into complete chaos, total chaos. She had no idea what she was getting into, as would none of us. I don't think somebody raised on the streets would understand how to deal with um, the legacy of your uh, uncle who'd made a deal with the devil. Okay, kids, right now is when I started to get really disturbed because, yeah, okay, Robbie, Robbie just popped up and everything. But I'm also noticing she seems really uncomfortable, too, and kind of spacey. And you couldn't see it, but her hair. It looked like it had been, well, ironed. It was flat. What happened to you, girl? And there's something the way she's talking and something. Sound like she's not only talking about the series, it's talking about her life. She's like, I had no idea of the chaos. There was no way to prepare for the chaos. That was in store. There's just no way. Total chaos. Are you implying, young woman, that if I was homeless, I would be able to fight evil? I'd be able to fight off ghost radios or whatever? That is classist. And what did you do to your hair? Oh. Oh. <gasps> Oh, now it's become clear. I think, yeah, I think definitely that Roby and Ron Perlman at some point in the past were totally boning. And now that they're both on set with me and they know how perceptive I am, well, they know that I see right through the both of them. Total, total chaos. Oh my God, I'm dying. How will this play out? Before Friday the 13th, Louise Roby was a rock and roll singer in Los Angeles. She had an international hit with the single One Night in Bangkok from the musical Chess. Remember a woman's voice speaking the line, I get my kicks from the neck up, sunshine? That was Roby. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your roll, Ron Perlman. You just stop right there. Because I got to know right now. Before you go any further, who the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Because I got to tell you something, Ron, I don't remember a woman's voice saying, I get my kicks above the neck, whatever the fuck it is you said, because that person doesn't exist. Roby, in her international hit, One Night in Bangkok, actually said, I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. I get my kicks above the waistline, sunshine. I don't understand it either, but you know what? Those are the goddamn lyrics, not whatever bullshit you just said, Ron Perlman. I can't believe I've been sitting here worried about the two of you, thinking that you had some relationship and that you were being awkward around each other. Bitch, you don't even know her. Maybe that pale-faced, slow-talking, total chaos woman in that studio that you brought with you with that hate crime of a hairstyle on her head. Maybe she sang that on her international hit album. But it sure wasn't Roby. Because she isn't Roby. And you know what? I don't think you're Ron Perlman either. Motherfucker, this is... God damn it, Uncle Lewis, you're up to your old tricks. Uh, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. Get the fuck out of my store. Take your stringy head bitch with you and take the crusty damn toilet bowl with you as well. 
That's gotta have some curse on it now to just get out, get out. I can't. Oh. My God. My first brush with evil. And to think, Trey and Maya missed the whole thing. Well, they'll never believe it. So let's just not tell them, okay? Let's just pretend none of this has happened and that it wasn't me having watched a clip of Ron Perlman doing an intro segment during a, a Friday the 13th marathon on the Sci-Fi channel like a hundred years ago. I was watching a clip of that on YouTube and actually thought it was happening in real life. Let's not pretend that was happening, okay? That I've been alone too long this summer and that perhaps I've got a little bonkers in the store. Let's do the Irish Catholic thing and decide it never happened and we'll never talk about it again. Never. You say one fucking word. I got your IP address. I will send the gargoyle to shit in every orifice in your body to make myself clear. Okay, we're going to get back to Trey and Mara, and we're going to continue where we left off, which was on a tangent, which we're totally done with now for the rest of the show. Anyway, the kid winds up with the doll, and immediately bad things start to happen. Can you still talk? Hmm? She was like, can you still talk? Oh. She's like, oh, yeah, uh. I can still do a lot of things. <laughs> and so can you. Let's like, kill people. Let's, yeah, let's kill people and get cookies. And get cookies. Uh, you know what? For a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, that's a, that's a squad goals. <laughs> I also, I love how the doll hisses like a cat. Every time. Every time. So, so the little girl holds the doll out in front of her, extends her arms fully. She thrusts. And the yeah, she... doll's mouth open and goes. <laughs> And the bad things happen when the doll is hissing. Yeah. Yeah, because we forgot all about her Freddy Krueger fingers or whatever. That was We we got more creative. We didn't know we could make playgrounds explode. She's like, I just got my nails did. I am not doing this again. Okay. Okay. Do you know how much these acrylics cost? Thank you. Doll sized acrylics. Jack showing up. Oh right. Jack shows up for some reason dressed like a druid. Yeah, yeah. Because that's inconspicuous. They come back into the shop and he's a mysterious hooded figure in the dark. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, I was close friends with your your guy. And uh, Yeah, that was another character. They didn't know what to do with it first. But I actually, Jack is my favorite character. Oh, okay, Okay. good. Overall, he's like the the soul. He's the center and he's the best actor of them. Yes. I, I, I would always watch the show going... You're so much better than the show. How did you get involved in the show? He wants to get paid, man. As I tune in week after week. We but... need him for all the exposition because he goes, oh, well, there was a deal with the devil. Here's why all yeah. the objects are cursed. Here's why you should probably I'm try Captain to get Exposition. Back. Yeah, well, <laughs> horror always suffers from big info dumps. Because the three of them need to be together, but just getting them together is so tortured because he shows up and they're immediately like, okay, we trust Holds you. Holds them at knife point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everything he says they roll with. And he's just like, Whatever he says, oh yeah. Well, he's of course, because Ryan like, recognized sure it from his no comic books. Your motives sneaking into our property this way, like exactly. Also, he's, he said he made deliveries, like because uh, the the dead uncle Buzzy. sold things, but he yeah. made devil-related deliveries. Are we going to dive into that later in the series? I was thinking the same thing. I think he, I think he made because deli- he said what they the backstory that we got was that back in the day that Uncle Lewis and Jack Marshak grew up together. They were old friends, and it was Jack who first introduced him to the occult. Look, Lewis was always deathly afraid of growing old, and he was passionate about wealth, and those two things ruled him until he dabbled in things that I wanted no part of. Like what? Like deucins. Devil worship. Very good. How did you know that? Comic books. 
Constitutions is a name, ancient name, given by the Gauls for a demon or devil. Yes, diablerie. Lewis was always telling me that he'd done his research and that he was ready to make a pact with the devil, something to do with his antiques, in exchange for which he would get immense wealth and immortality. Well, he couldn't have done that. He wouldn't be dead, would he? Thanks, Roby. We wouldn't have been able to crack the code on that one without you. Roby and Daniel Webster all rolled up into one. My God. Yes. And Jack is working on the good side of stuff, but at certain point, Uncle Lewis decided that the bad side was the better way to go. He decided he was a Slytherin. Yeah, but he, and he sells antiques mm-hmm. to, the, to Lewis, but I guess just not the cursed ones. Yeah, not everything in the store is cursed, I guess. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. That's a vague, vagaries, vagaries. But, you know, they, they, didn't figure, they didn't figure it out. Yeah. So we can't figure it out. Just go with it. You roll with it. Let it wash over you. Just keep the plot going. It's only 47 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they believe everything. And they realize uh, Jack makes the connection. Like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I found they, uh, Jack finds in another secret compartment a book of newspaper clippings. Ooh, about weird accidents. Yes. Oh, yeah. And they start comparing the dates on the newspaper clippings uh, versus the dates of the items sold. So they're like, oh, was there a fancy evening gown sold close to this date? And they go, yes, there was one sold. And he goes, someone died in a fire in an evening gown two days later. And they're like, oh, no, oh. they're all cursed. Yeah, yeah. the lightning rod that got hit with lightning. <laughs> so already you know there's going to be some ironic deaths showing up. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't try too hard with those two. But yeah, that's basically how it goes. And they have to get everything back. They make the pledge that we have to get. We, we did this. We, we let everything out of that vault. We sold the shit. We got to get it back. And so they said, okay, well, we go, got to go, go. We got to go get that doll. <laughs> we know that one because it was go. talking. Finally, finally, she fesses up. and She's like, uh, it's set up and it was talking. And so they go, but they're too late because the doll has the, already the killed. Book. Well, Vita and Mary Strzok have hasn't killed, killed yet. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, well, they get, when they get, victim. yeah, we jumped around a bit, yeah. but yeah, they, they get to the house in time for the ambulances to be taking the dead body of the stepmother out because she's not dead yet. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So she's, sorry. She's been harmed. She's hurt. She's you hurt. know what? I didn't recognize her outside of her outfit. <laughs> no, we have to talk. Are we talking about the outfit now or okay. at the end of the episode? You know what? I was going to save a fashion awards till the end. Let's just do it. Let's wait then. Let's wait. Uh, I'll just get, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we already know who won. And I don't know, for me, who lost. <laughs> so <laughs> our, lost. our heroes get to the house and the ambulance is outside. And it turns out that the little girl, with the help of the evil doll, has gotten her, not the mom, to slip on a roller skate and fall dramatically down the stairs. Well, and a roller skate that the doll telekinetically moves behind her so that the mother steps on it and falls down the stairs and... But the girl is also very complicit because she holds yes. it all out in front of her, stepping forward, encouraging the mother to step back because it's scary. So and she had- steps on the roller skate. I'm going to have to take away your new doll. No. Yes. Now you can have her back in a week after you've had some time to think about keeping your promises, Mary. No. You'll never take her away. Mary, give me that doll. Mary, Mary, give me that doll this instant. Now you get in your room, young lady, and you stay there. All right. That's it. You're asking for it now. Mary, did you hear me? I said, give me that doll. They'd already talked about punishing her because mom interrupted their tea party. 
Step yes. Mom. How very dare they? Are you having fun? Uh huh. Are you? Lot. You know, your mommy's really very mean to you. Not my real mom. I hate her. Oh, I see. She doesn't let you buy as many toys as your daddy, does she? Nope. She didn't even want me to have you. Hmm. I think that maybe she should be punished, don't you? What do you think we should do? I think we should. Mary, I want to have a little talk. No, I'm having a tea party with my friend. Don't you speak to me in that tone of voice, young lady. And one I know. thing I think was good was that they talked about how she left her bicycle out and then the establishing shot for the house has a bicycle on the lawn and then later on, like a few days later, it's still on the lawn. Uh-huh. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I caught that too. I caught that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Mary's like... Girl just me. trying to have a kiki with her stuffed animals. Leave her alone. The mom's dead, but she's like, I'm still leaving it alone just for you. Burning hell. She, she's trying to set up some basic boundaries with her stepchild, which I can't imagine is easy even when the child doesn't have a possessed toy. No, and it doesn't sound like mom's been dead for very long either, so dad picked her up very quickly, this well, new one. that's dad's so not, fault, not new mom's fault. Oh, well, I don't know. Who knows? It kind of, unless there was hanky-panky going on before mom died. But again, we're, we're adding stuff that's we're not adding, there. We, we can't know. We can't know. But no, because we got great stuff coming up because that girl is sitting with the doll on the curb and Mickey comes up and she's like, hi, don't be afraid. I'm a fun stranger. Don't be afraid. I'm your friend. We just want to talk to you for a minute. You're not a friend. Go away. That's a great way. To, that's a thing that everybody trusts where it says to You want to get in my van? I got a puppy in there. I got some cookies. <laughs> and the girl just basically takes the doll and... <laughs> <laughs> the doll hissing is hilarious. It does it so I thought often. they were consistent with that, though. I thought we were only going to get one hiss, and then it's like, no, that's like the activation no. noise now. No, no, no. She's like, no. <laughs> just don't, just don't, just don't. I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, no, you better don't. <laughs> <laughs> But then, so they go to the, hosp- the hospital with the mother. She's like in a, a neck brace and her head is bandaged. And it's just very unspecified because she wakes up and the, and the husband's like, don't talk. Don't, yeah, don't, don't try to talk. I'll get you a doctor. And he leaves his kid and the evil doll in the room alone with his wife who is now awake. Yeah. And did they kill her ass? But how did they kill her? It's never. They gave clear. her a heart attack. They did. She the doll. She, she, she knew the doll, the doll was evil. Like on the woman's face, and she's like kind of being suffocated. And then they they show us the the doll what hand a, is like the, 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 the hospital yeah. line thing. There's a beep beep yeah. beep and then it goes beep 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 beep. And then like the doll is on her face, but they yeah. say it's a heart attack. I, I think it scared her to death. Oh yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. I'll right. take that. Or it was just in her mouth going. <laughs> <laughs> like directly no in her mouth. But actually, I felt bad for stepmom here because she's all ba- in this actually just happened in the movie I talked about today where someone is completely in a body cast and is yeah. being threatened and literally cannot do anything to stop what's about to happen to them. And the best thing is the husband walks in. Eyes rolling. <laughs> and the little girl goes back to her seat. While the husband's finding his wife dead, and she starts smiling and playing with the doll. And giggling. Um, She's giggling. She holds the doll. She's like, hee, 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 uh-huh. And the husband's very upset, obviously, because he sees his wife is dead. That's two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot to say, well, my favorite part of the show yes. is earlier when the mother is 
arguing with the daughter right on the stairway right before she dies. The little girl, like, she says, go to your room. The little girl stomps to her room, stops halfway, turns around, looks at the mother for two counts, and then whips around and just walks back to her room. <laughs> she had some tood. Mary had some so tood. Sassy. She was so yeah. And then when the she was getting ready her. for go in that performance. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. It's such a great movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. So dated, but so good. But um, yeah, so where, where are we now? Oh, so yeah, Ricky, Mickey and Ryan show up and they had to investigate, blah, blah, where are we now? whatever, it's boring. Hey, do you she... remember me? We saw you yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And the doll's like, oh God, do I have to do it again? Hold on. Um, <sighs> oh, but first we, no, first we have the, the babysitter. <laughs> oh, that's right. We get the... So the very distraught uh, widower husband father guy gets the down the street older lady neighbor to babysit his child and the doll. While he and goes make funeral arrangements, and oh boy, was he going for an Emmy. Thank you for coming over on such short notice. I have to make the funeral arrangements, and I... It's all right. That's what neighbors are for. You'll be okay. It's not me I'm worried about. Poor Mary. She's lost two mothers now. Oh, yeah, he did the fake crying voice, which is, you know, acting. (laughs) She's lost two mothers now. She's lost two mothers now. Go, let's go for three, Dad. <laughs> so this there's nice some hot nurses at the hospital, Dad. Hey, I'm supposed to be taking care of the girl, and the girl has her doll, and she's surrounded by all these very expensive, large stuffed animals. Yeah, she this decides kid is she spoiled. wants more she's cookies. Yeah, and the babysitting oh. lady is like, "No, you have had most of the packet of cookies. I don't think that's a good idea." Oh, that goes like, "No, I want cookies. I want them now." <laughs> And the baby's like, okay, fine. There you go. Here you uh-huh. go. And she the got the cookies, cookies. And then they kill her anyways? I don't remember I forget. why. Oh, because she, oh, she was acting up. She was acting. She got sassy about the cookies. And I'm playing oh, audio yeah. for this. Yeah, she says she needs to take a nap. And so then. Oh, no. Oh, fu- oh no. We no. don't take no naps. No. <laughs> so then she holds Are we the going to the disco? No <laughs> naps. I said we want some more cookies. And now. <sighs> Honey, I know you're feeling upset. I just didn't want you to have a stomachache. Now, maybe it would be a good idea if you had a little nap, sweetheart. You'd feel much better. Not sleepy. We want you to go away and leave us two alone. Well, you know I can't do that, honey. Now, I really think you should lie down for a while. Go away! Get out of my house! Calm down, Mary. You know what to do, Mary. The doll out, the doll hisses, and then this bookshelf falls over on the lady. But then to avoid suspicion, the doll puts the bookshelf and the items back up. When Which is done. why you're always supposed to anchor your books here. That's what Ikea always says. <laughs> well, it was even it was better. So all the animals start to like, make jungle sounds, and then like a jump rope comes and strangles oh yeah and it's making the snake noise and going and then strangles the lady as opposed to (laughs) but she also gets the scratches on her face is that from the the stuffed tiger animal from the yeah yeah that was almost cool because the first thing that came to life was a giraffe i'm like i want to see this bitch get giraffe to death i want to see how this is gonna work but then once again she's not dead so this doll is gonna eat your hair um this this doll does not kill um. people on the first time because the mother the baby because the babysitter's not dead babysitter's not dead 
Dolls really not that effective. Not that would have been a little harder to explain. Mom falling down the stairs. I know stepmom. Stepmom falling down the stairs is one thing. Babysitter strangled in your bedroom is a whole other scenario that you might not want to get into. With scratches on her face. With scratches. But on so her the face. kid runs off with the doll. Mickey and Ryan show up, and Mickey goes to deal with the problem. I don't know what the fuck Ryan was doing. I guess he was dealing with the babysitter. No, he was Probably calling nine one one. Yeah, he called nine one one, and then Mickey runs out to go track down the girl and the like, doll. Oh, figure. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna deal with this this sick person. Why don't you go deal with the devil thing? Woman. Yeah, yeah. She'll be fine. Yeah. Is on the phone. And what for about she's, what, she's out the kid's out on the swing set and no matter where Mickey stood, she's right next to something to strangle her with. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's Heather Ball. Are you not I'm learning what this doll can do? On this swing set. Then I all the swings move really fast and it's scary. And then the tether ball like hits her in the oh, face no. and then they get on one of those uh, uh things that are banned yeah. now where you run really fast in a circle the carousel. Yeah. Oh, and then the girl makes a clown doll's burp fire. Tetherball yeah, hits her in the face. There's a, no, there's yeah, there's a clown on one of the playground structures on the, on the kitty swings, on the baby fireball swings. Fireball at Mickey. Yeah, and Mickey the whole time is like saying, "Give me the doll, just give me the doll." I'm like, "Take it from her, don't right, ask take her it to from her." And then she runs around the carousel faster to have this like fight on the carousel instead of stopping the carousel. It's a little. Oh, well, girl. I think the carousel couldn't stop. I think that's. I think at that point the carousel was enchanted. The doll was. Fine, I'll give you that. I'll give you and that. And then, then it starts to get cloudy, and all of a sudden it's dark. <laughs> oh, yeah, Vita makes it rain. <laughs> <laughs> and not in the fun way. Not nope. in the fun way. No, she she brings the, the thunderclouds. Yeah. And then scary. Brian finally jumps out, and he has an idea. He just takes the doll from the girl. Yeah. Punched the kid in the face and took the doll. Problem solved. Man solved it. There you go. <laughs> and the episode's over. The little girl, she's crying. Mickey's like, we'll take care of you. And I'm like, this little girl The little girl's was like, my elbow hurts. And Mickey's like, you're fine. Come with me. Your babysitter's so dead, now. you bitch. <laughs> she's not, but you know. But the girl's Don't tell complicit. mom. Babysitter's been strangled in the bedroom. So, <laughs> well, Maya was saying earlier, the baby, the girl was complicit all this time. She's happy about it. So it never was, was she possessed or was she just a little bit of a bitch? She, well, no, she was always a little know. bitch. Well, that's the thing with the, with the, which we'll learn over time with the cursed objects is that it's not that necessarily you find them. They're also finding you. you. Yeah. Like whatever your weakness is, is going to start calling you to that item. Mm -hmm. So each, and it will bring out your worst qual. And if it's not, it's going to bring out your worst qualities. Interesting. And that's one of the things that's fun about the show is not fun, but surprisingly dark about is that often they do get the the item back, but there is always a cost. And usually the person who had it does not survive. Yeah. Because the curses will start to backfire. That's part of the curse. Like you might get money or whatever your riches and all your wishes for a while, but it is going to start killing you after a while. Hmm. Yeah, so that girl was going to die if she kept playing with that doll. Yeah. So that's like one happy ending. And now she, then she got to go and she got to be on that bus that went over the, the cliff with the kids on. <laughs> what movie was that? Oh, The Sweet Hereafter. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's about a horrible bus accident that kills a bunch of uh, school kids. And I think she's the only one who survives. Oh, that sounds oh, super for fun. Her. Yeah, it's a laugh a minute. It's the feel good movie of the year. She's also okay, Dawn so, of the Dead. Yes, yeah, she was. Yes, yeah, she was. Yes, yeah, she was. And uh, <laughs> she, so, one of the things I want to introduce, I mentioned to these guys, but you know, we're literally slapping this together because you know, the, the potathon's going on. I'm getting that ready, and all of a sudden, summer's over, and I'm like, I have to do a show. But here we go. Here we are. Here's the thing is that I was like, how can we make this show different? What can we do? I'm going to like, how about. Alternate casting slash alternate curses. And my alternate casting and my alternate curse is one and the same. In that, the doll, Vita, is now played by Lil Pound Cake from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> from what now? Lil Pound Cake from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, no. 
not my real dad and you never will be. You're not my daddy. Exactly, because she keeps like, she keeps saying, "You're not my real mom," and little pound cakes like, "You're not my real daddy, and you never will be." You'll be. My and RuPaul's Drag Race, they had to create a doll, so they created this white uh, of, of each other. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and oh, wow. little pound cake is like a pageant girl whose hobbies are being. Uh, a, wait, hold on, hold on. No, I have it written down. She likes riding dirty, and she's a filthy dick pig. <laughs> yeah. My name's Little Pound Cake, and I'm a straight up motherfucking dick pig. So it's a little pound cake. It's a little pound cake. So when those guys attack her, attack her, you know, come up to her in the alley and they're like, hey, little girl, what you doing out here by yourself? She's like, you're not my real dad and you never will be. <laughs> Although I like And then she a- deals with the stepmom. She's like, you're wearing a bedazzled. <laughs> bedazzled denim shirt. You're wearing open. a gigantic, gigantic bedazzled shirt and gold slippers. <laughs> and a jumpsuit. <laughs> or I would like to see where are you going? Play- and where? Who is this woman? And where are you going? Reads it to Reads it to filth, and then all of a sudden, like Latrice Royale comes out and goes, "Oh, the shade, the shade oh, of, the it, shade all. of it all." <laughs> <In> a wide-brimmed hat. <laughs> it all works. <laughs> I'm here for that. That sounds good. No, and it's oh. great because I was just doing. I was doing research on Little Pound Cake beforehand because it's literally a 20 second clip. Sure. On RuPaul's. Yeah. Now it's a whole thing. There's a whole album. For little pound, the pound cake. Oh, there's no. videos for little pound cake. There's the, you can get the doll of little pound cake. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the commercials for it are actually are brilliant. They are. They're very funny. They're very funny. They're all on YouTube. It's very funny. Little pound cake. <laughs> little I pound had a cake. question about something we didn't touch on. I wanted to know if other people saw it. Sure. The vault in the in the antique shop has Hebrew on the door. I noticed had something on the door. Yeah, Jack said. Didn't Jack say something about that? Didn't Jack address something? He's like, this carving's on the door and it's some kind of spell to keep everything in. Oh, okay. Because the, the vault is where the things are powerless. Yeah, because he said we had to keep them in there and we can't destroy them, so they have to live in the vault. So I'm but sure it, it, like, all kinds it looked of... like Hebrew letters to me, which is... Weird. A choice. <laughs> it's a choice. <laughs> a choice. Why not? Well, hey, whatever works. Whatever yeah, works. Point, he goes <laughs> to put something in and there's like a brick... And he presses um, a brick, but nothing yeah. happens. So, so like, okay, my my walk? fashion loser. Oh, we all know who the. Oh gosh, you guys are frozen. You're back. No, I'm here. You're back. I'm okay, here. I'm here. Can the, you hear um, me? the you're here. The uh, fashion loser of the week, the outfit Mickey. that loses for the week is Mickey in that outfit that she was working at during the fire sale. That uh, voluminous prairie skirt and that tank. No, top. I love this skirt. I love this skirt. The t- skirt and the oh, I loved it. The two. Wait, didn't can we go also talk at, about the gratuitously hot nurses at the hospital? They look like. <laughs> 22 they look very well rested they all have gorgeous <laughs> flat bangs they are not nurses yeah well, they're nurses in a certain kind of show you, yes yes they're We're candy stripers no but <laughs> the, the thing is the thing and it was upsetting me it was upsetting me because see mickey walking around in his outfit particularly this tank top because she's clearly not wearing a bra and it looked like they kept telling her it's really hot in the shop so she kept having to put her arms up above her head and put her boobs right in the camera i'm like oh golly i realize this is not an r-rated movie and you think you need boobs but this was a really sleazy way to do it because this character would not wear that no, she would. Based on future episodes, she would never wear that, and she oh, would see, never do this. Oh, based on this episode and how neglected she is by her uh, fiance, Lord the lawyer, maybe <laughs> maybe gone. she is looking for some attention. She just doesn't know where to get it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I felt bad for the actress because she was clearly not wearing a bra. Oh, I mean, maybe that's how she's comfortable. You don't know her. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. She did sit back up for ACDC, so who knows? Not that that's a judgment. Well, Ryan's clothes. Well, Ryan in that shorts with the. Sport jacket and the tie. Was- Egregious. 
egregious. Again, I know assholes that would have worn that. Yeah. That doesn't make him a less egregious outfit. No, no, but it is a basic, because since that character is such a dork, it didn't bother me. But the fact that this was so gratuitous, and she wore that for almost the rest, she wore that fucking thing for the rest of the episode, that goddamn oh, yeah, that, tank top. The, the tank top with the wide arms. It's like, oh, if you move around in that too much, I don't know. Thanks, my mom. Uh-huh, she's flailing to get things out of her face, and her boobs are just flopping everywhere. And I'm like, this is a really sleazy way to appease your 12-year-old viewers. But- yeah. But still, yeah. I like the mother with the um the the denim sh- shirt. That's bedazzled. Heavily bedazzled. And that shirt was down jumpsuit. to her fucking... Sorry, sorry, Maya, you go. Oh, no, 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 no. I was agreeing. I was agreeing because the, the jumpsuit had those awful short tapered legs. Like, short tapered legs, but the shirt itself came past her knees. It was like a robe, but it was a it was shirt and it was denim, but it wasn't. I'm nonsense. like, what are you wearing? <sighs> Clearly, they also bought the evil bedazzler. The evil curious goods before they left. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the husband had a flesh-colored mustache, which I just thought was really weird. <laughs> Creepy all... flesh-colored mustache. <laughs> yeah. Very Colonel Mustard of him. Like something yes. Yeah. You know what? I, I, was, I wrote down Martin Mull. Yes, you I did. I thought the same thing. Boom. I wrote, well, we're all on the same page. We agree on everything. Laughing. Oh, don't be afraid. I'm your friend. Oh, gosh. I've heard that um, before. Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you remember I'm me? I'm just looking at my notes to make yesterday. sure I didn't miss anything. Good curse. At I can't read my handwriting, so it doesn't matter. All right. So, yeah. So, that pretty much is the inheritance. And the thing that was always nuts about this show, Maya. Yes. I mean, I don't know how it was by you, Trey. You never knew when it was going to be on. It was always on late. It was on at like 2 in the morning, but it would change days. It would change times from week to week. And you guys are... I was thinking, I actually watched the premiere when it first aired because it was on syndication and it was on like every Sunday night or something at eight. Uh-huh. So I was at there. eight. Wow, lucky you. Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching this episode and it was not what I expected. I knew it was going to be Friday the 13th, the movie, but I was hoping it would have something to do with it. And nope. Well, that sounds like yep. me staying up late to watch Outer Limits when I was a kid. Like yeah. I wasn't sure it was going to be on at two or 11 and I'm just going to look for it. But yet, surprisingly, this show was a huge hit. Like, I was looking at the numbers. It was consistently number one in the coveted 18 to 25 demographic, which is exactly what you want for this kind of show. And the fear was that they were going to lure people in with the title because originally it was called The 13th Hour. Which makes more sense. Which does make more sense. But then Frank Frank Mancuso Jr., who who was the producer and also the the writer, he worked on almost all the Friday the 13th. And he was like, uh, what if we stretch the concept of Friday the 13th and go back to use the title but to get the, the tie-in, but also now we're going to deal with more about unlucky things and cursed things and bad luck. Mm. And how do we the make that into... The in the first episode. Yeah. So, and, that, and fortunately, that combination worked. People bought it, and I think it's a fun show, and there was really nothing like it on TV at the time. I mean, granted, no. you had things coming like Freddy's Nightmares, but nothing really specific like this. Freddy's Nightmares was always a mixed bag of how the stories were going to go but this you always knew it was going to be we have to get this is the goal of every show is to get this item yeah uh, i forgot the one thing i wanted to talk about but it's i felt like this pilot was a bunch of like and i mentioned this earlier a bunch of tropes you've seen elsewhere kind of slapped together trying to make a show out of it but the the stepmom in the very first scene has the most like waspy lady sitcom line that I have never been so disrespected in my life. How much is the doll? I'd be glad to pay you for no, it. No, no such thing. She's not for sale. Nothing's for sale in here. Now you must get out of here. Quick, out! Oh. Out! I've never been so insulted in my life. Yeah. 
And I just wanted to... Oh, yeah? Well, you're not my daddy, and you never will be. I'm little pound cake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just you wait, honey. Just you wait, honey. You're going to be disrespected real bad. You're going to be disrespected all the way down the stairs. Bang, 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 bang. I caught that. I also caught, like, Mickey has a couple things where she was, like, talking to her boyfriend thing where she's like, oh, Uncle Lewis's affairs were in such an order. And I was like, is she a Southern Belle all of a sudden? She's a Southern Belle or she's in a Dickens novel. Like, <laughs> I've heard these phrases before, but you, no one says that. You're right. You're not Roby. I found out. I, I'm, I have to chase this down. But apparently she's royalty now. Wait, what? Oh, really? I'm going to have to cut this out and fact check this. But apparently she married somebody royal and she's like a lady or something like that. Lady Roby? Lady Roby. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's... That's got to be something. Nice work if you can get it, but you can get it if you try. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. And I think that's going to wrap this up for the pilot episode of Uncle Lewis Did a Bad Thing. <laughs> and none of us died. None of us died. None of us died. Well, thank you. You guys were very considerate of what we're mulling about my shop that you didn't touch anything because everything is extremely fragile. And, well, Those are not to be played evil. with. Yeah. And it's also just not in your price range. I want to see this show. I know but you like guys. It's not store. in your fucking price range. It's not in my oh, price range. Oh yeah, cursed adult, vibrators. Cursed adult toys. <laughs> oh, the Benoit balls. <laughs> oh, the be- the rabbits cursed. Uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> this butt plug once belonged to Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> you could do a good poor parody of this show. Oh, that'd be You know what? It's now that we said it, it's probably already out there. Yeah, we, we have to look for that now. <laughs> Sorry, thank you for joining me at the last minute, Maya and Trey. Thank you for helping me slap this thing together. Things will be fun going forward, whatever, fun. however it turns out. It was fun just getting something moving. Where can people find out more about you two? Uh, Trey, we'll start with you. Uh, nowhere. I'm, I'm Nowhere. <laughs> Just in Texas, non eating vegetables. Where can they find out about you? They can't. I'm a mystery. Refusing, refusing <laughs> to eat. But you know what? But you know what? We can because your Google map is showing. <laughs> exactly. But you can't see my face. Uh huh. But we know where you live. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and Maya, you've always got a ton of fun stuff going on. What's going oh, on with I've you? I've always got a bunch of things going on. Where can on? people see you in the movies and on the TV? Uh, people, it's easiest to find out what I'm up to right now by going to my website, www.mymurphy.actor, because I'm an actor. Um, so, you know, I was up to something. Nice. Good. I, nice I think so. You. I think so. Nice. Nice. Okay. Thank you. Just collect, just collect your belongings. There's no, re- <laughs> make sure you have a receipt, even though there's no returns here. <laughs> Patrick's house of shitty, evil shit. I got nothing. No, I got Patrick's, nothing. Thank you guys no, for joining me. No. Patrick's very curious goods. <laughs> That's very the porno curious. version. Very, okay. Very curious. <laughs> curious. Very curious goods. All right. Until the next 13th. Get you later, everybody. You're not my mom. And you never will be. (laughs) And so, my beautiful, beautiful, beautiful screamers, I hope you have enjoyed our free sneak preview pilot episode of Sometimes Uncle Lewis Does Dreadful Things. And before we go any further, I want to give once again an extra special thank you to my co-hosts, Trey Dean and Maya Murphy, for coming and helping me co-proprietorize this very strange, curious cameo shop, whatever the hell you want to call it. Whatever the hell. Thank you, thank you for coming, helping out with this crazy little new effort that we're trying out here. And 
Along those lines, I'd also like to thank Alaska Thunderfuck for creating Little Pound Cake, without whom that special little guest appearance would never have happened. Also to uh, Ron Perlman and Roby for that interview they did over at the Sci-Fi Channel, which I sampled in this episode. And if you want to see the whole thing, you can find the whole thing on YouTube. And you can see that Roby really did iron her hair. What the fuck, girl? What the actual fuck? So, I hope you've enjoyed our Friday the 13th Spectacular, because that's all you're getting. Now, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to catch up. It was a long summer, and it was not a great summer. And I don't want to saddle everybody down with this time, but, man, my antibiotics are kicking in. My nose is draining. It's running down my face. The tears are running down my face. I am so not sexy right now, but we got to wrap this show up, and we got to do it real fast. But next time, we are going to talk about some stuff that happened over the summer, like just briefly, my trip to Podcast Movement Convention in Orlando, a visit to a cool haunted house I saw down there. And also, Joe Borelli is going to be on to talk about what happened this past Saturday when we went up to visit Camp Blood. Yeah, we were up for the 40th anniversary of the Friday the 13th film shoot at Camp Noby Bosco in Blairstown, New Jersey. And you're going to hear all about it right here and that's going to be super cool so if you want to get in touch with the show which by the way nobody has in a really long time give me a call 917-720-2047 and leave me a voicemail or or if you prefer you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com and of course as always that's queens with a z you can find me on facebook by doing a search on scream queens where horror gets gay or on twitter at scream queens and if you like Instagram, I'm there at Scream Queens Podcast. And if you like what you heard today, if you want to hear more of Sometimes Uncle Lewis Does Dreadful Things, that is a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, from here on out, once a month over there on the 13th, starting in December. That's where that show is going to be. The only place it's going to be. So you might want to go over to Patreon and start supporting the show that way. Yeah, visit www.patreon.com and all the details will be over there. Find a, a subscription level that suits your needs and join the party. Enjoy the party because we don't want you to get left out because you might wind up with some cursed shit and then what are you going to do? You'll be up a creek. I mean, granted, I don't know what we're going to do to help you, but at least, hey, hey, well, hey, we'll keep you entertained while you suffer your demonic curses. I got nothing. I got nothing. So until next time, my beautiful beautiful screamers continue to make the world a creepier place and never ever ever forget that scream queen's golden rule fight or flight survive the night make it to the final reel babies 10 years man season 10 woo 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 Ooh, that one was spooky <laughs> music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.